you've ever wondered if the niche that you've chosen is too small or whether you've maybe saturated your market already, or you simply just love to hear inspiring stories of business owners who are following their passions to build a thriving business, well, today's episode is for you. I'm joined by Bridget Essamont, who I met earlier this year when speaking alongside her at a conference. Bridget is best known as the best-selling author of Everyday Tarot, the founder of Biddy Tarot, and as an intuitive entrepreneur, Bridget has helped millions of people all around the world to discover how to trust their intuition, access their inner power, and bring the divine into their everyday life using tarot as a guide. On a mission to bring tarot out of the closet and into the mainstream, Bridget believes that tarot is a modern intuitive tool for purpose-driven people who are ready to live life at their fullest potential, no crystal balls or crushed velvet required. Bridget has been featured in Huffington Post, Mind, Body Green, Refinery29, Hello Giggles, Body and Soul, The Oprah Magazine on numerous podcasts, and has appeared on stage in front of live audiences across the US and Australia. When she's not teaching, coaching, or flipping tarot cards, Bridget loves spending time with her two daughters and husband, on the Sunshine Coast in Australia. Now, I will admit, I only recently discovered what tarot was. I was at a retreat and the cards came out and I was like, please introduce me to this and tell me what this is all about. So it was really cool to meet Bridget and to learn about how she's built her entire business around this and the many different revenue streams that she has built How her business has changed over the years. Bridget has been in business for, I think, a couple of decades now. We get into that on the podcast. So she has so many learnings, so much to share. And I think you're going to love this episode. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Bridget Esselmont. Welcome to the Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to market yourself online and build a business doing the work you love on your terms. Listen in for simple, doable strategies mixed with mindset tips and candid conversations with other entrepreneurs, all designed to help you turn your ideas into reality and share your passions with the world. Now, let's get into the show. Well, hey, Bridget, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, it's so good to be here, especially on a Monday. What a great way to start the week. I know, right? I've been looking forward to this chat. So uh, it is a good way to kick it off, kick off the week. (laughs) Did you want to start, Bridget, by introducing yourself and your business? Yeah, so I'm Bridget. Um, I'm the founder of Biddy Tarot, and Biddy Tarot is the world's most popular, most loved um, online resource for people who read tarot. And what we're doing is we are modernizing the way that people read tarot. We're making it more approachable, more accessible, and we're really using tarot as this tool for getting in touch, like with your intuition and with like your truest, most authentic self. And so for me, tarot is so much less about like predicting your future and so much more about creating your future. And that's what we share a lot of in our program. So we teach people from all the way of like, oh, what are tarot cards? What do I do with these? To how do I start reading for myself? How do I read for others? Um, And then how do people go on to become professional readers? We do a certification program. uh, We have a business program as well. Um, And of course we have books and tarot decks, like anything you can think of that might be related to tarot. I bet we probably have. 
Oh, amazing, Bridget. And we'll get into um, your different offerings as well. But one of the reasons that I really was keen to chat with you today was because you've been in business for quite a few years. (laughs) To see the grey hairs. (laughs) (laughs) You started off in 1999, which, and I did say to you, I got out my calculator and I had to redo it three times. I'm like, 24 years? Is this for real? This is amazing. Yes. Yeah. So way back in 1999, gosh, how old was I then? Probably about 18, 19 years old. Um, and I had just received my first tarot deck and, from my mum because I had a tarot reading. I went overseas. The tarot reading was like, you're going to fall madly in love. And I did. And I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of interesting. Maybe I could learn how to do it myself. And then I started learning tarot um, by reading a lot of books and studying and so on. And I thought, oh, why don't I create a website while I'm learning to read tarot just as a way to kind of record what I'm learning. And that's really where the very beginnings of Biddy Tarot um, started. So from that point, like for a good sort of 10 years, all I was doing, I was just, you know, adding different things into my website, writing up these cute little blog posts that were so like formal and robotic and rigid. Like it's, it's, um, quite funny, you know, like looking back to all of that and seeing the yellow flashing like banners, you know, as you did like way back then. Um, and yeah, for a good 10 years, it was just really a hobby, something that I was doing on the side. I was studying at university. I was doing a commerce degree. I went on to work in corporate um, as a management consultant and HR and all of the things. And then tarot was always this thing on the side that I would do just as a creative outlet. Um, fast forward to probably about 2009, I read The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. Maybe I could actually make some pocket money out of what I really enjoy, which is tarot. So that's when I started to pull together this $10 ebook. And um, I'm sure like your listeners will appreciate back in the old days, if there are any of you like old folk, the OGs. Um, But I used to get the PayPal notification. It would say, you've made a sale. I was like, great. So I'd email them back. I would attach this 25 meg PDF to the email and I'd send it away and say thank you. And that was the beginning of kind oh, of so it business. was like not automated or anything. <laughs> not in the beginning, no. Later I found eJunkie. And that's sort of what we used back then. Um, but yeah, you know, from very, very humble beginnings. And I think this is what people find kind of interesting is that, you know, like now we have like 15 million visitors a year to our website. Uh, we have an amazing team of 16 people. Um, we have, you know, tens of thousands of students, like it's, it's massive scale. Um, but I never started with this plan of like, hmm, how shall I take over the world with tarot? You know, like (laughs) I didn't do that. I just really started with what am I really passionate about? How do I just do stuff that brings more fun, more joy into my life? And then how do I just keep doing more of that in a way that can create value, you know, for me and for the people that I'm creating this for as well? So cool. And that it started with the $10 ebook. Could you talk us through like the the evolutions of Biddy Tarot from there with the blog, then the ebook. What what kind of happened next to get you to where you are now and your different offerings? Yeah, so about that time, I was also offering uh, tarot readings, and I would literally offer a ten dollar tarot reading that would take me an hour to do. Right, so yep. ten dollars an hour, good <laughs> on us. We're giving it a go at the beginning. Um, 
But again, well, I really just did it because I wanted just to have fun and I wanted the experience of you know, what would it be like to sell tarot readings online. Um, and then I think, again, around 2009, because I started understanding this whole internet world a lot more, and I found a free ebook on search engine optimization. I did some very basic things. I made sure my headings had like the right keywords in them, blah, blah, blah. And within a few months, I had my site top listing in Google and we've stayed there ever since. So pretty much anytime you look up a tarot card, you'll find Biddy Tarot at the top. Um, and that's been huge. And when that happened, I realized, oh, okay, I see I'm getting more traffic to my site. How could I leverage that? I know that I only have so many hours to do tarot readings to offer a service, and that's only generating $10 an hour. <laughs> and I thought maybe there must be other ways that I could generate income. So I started placing ads on my website um, for a psychic webcam service. Um, and from that, I started to generate more and more passive, like actual passive income every month to the point at which by, yeah, 2012, I was able to leave my corporate job because my income in my business had finally exceeded what I was getting in corporate. And it was a lot more fun as well. Amazing. What, what did your colleagues think at the time? Were they like, what is this <laughs> that you're doing? I just can't comprehend. I remember like at, at that time, I was in a large corporate, a large bank in Australia. Um, and we were going through all these restructures and unfortunately, you know, people were losing their jobs. And so if you remained in that organization, it was considered a blessing. Like, oh, lucky you, you made it. And I remember every time I'd make it through, of course, you know, gratitude, whatever. But then I'd think, hang on a second, is this the blessing? Like, maybe it's not, maybe this is not for me. Um, and I started to realize, no, this is not the right place for me. I'd really enjoyed it up to that point. But people around me were all just so focused on the redundancies, all these things that were outside of their control. They'd go out for coffees and complain and bemoan about it. And I totally get it. It's a very real experience and it's very triggering. But what I realized was that like, I can't stay in a system where I don't feel like I'm in control of my own destiny. I need to take back that control and I need to take responsibility for the direction that my life is heading. And that gave me so much confidence to go, okay, you know what? I'm out of here. And then everyone was like, but why, why are you leaving such a secure job? I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Who's <laughs> under the illusion now, right? I could be um, the next one to go. This is not secure. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I think they thought I was a bit crazy, but at the end of the day, I thought, no, I, I think I know who the crazies are. <laughs> no, <laughs> full respect. Well, and amazing that you had been able to build the business to the, to the stage where it was over and above what you were generating from your, from your corporate job. So it, it made sense to take the leap. Yes. Yeah. And that was really important to me. I'm, I'm quite um, conservative. I don't like taking a huge amount of risk and there was no way that I would leave a paying job for something that had not even yet started to generate an income. It was very important to me that I, I'd always take full responsibility for my financial state. And it was really important that I had security in knowing that the money, I would have enough money coming through. Um, and I, you know, kudos to people who've got the courage to be able to go, all right, I quit everything. I'm going to start a whole new business. Um, that's amazing. Cause that, takes that was a lot somewhat of me, Bridget. I was wow. like, well, I've got a few, I've got a little bit coming in here, but I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm going out. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was, um, what was that? That was 2012. 2012. Cool. And then, so 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Yeah. So then actually my family and I packed up our bags. So, um, I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old at that time and we packed up and we went to Spain to live there for six months and have a holiday and just enjoy the culture. And I was growing my business while I was there. And then we did the same in 2013 as well. We had another six months there. Um, and that was amazing. And what it also got me to do was go, okay, I can't do everything in my business alone. I, I enjoy having siesta and tapas and wine and <laughs> These so Europeans on. have really got it down pat. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Bring on the lifestyle. So that's when I jumped on to, I think it was Elance at the time, like Upwork. Um, and I was like, I'm going to find a virtual assistant, even if they just do five hours a week. And so I found a woman named Kim who works in the US in Colorado, who to this day still works with me, you know, 10 years later, which is amazing. But that was the very beginnings of starting a team, which I think was absolutely critical for being able to grow and scale Biddy Tower into what it is now. Um, and then really from that point, I started doing things like online courses. Um, by 2017, I had a membership site and certification and, and, you know, it was really just growing and blossoming from there. Oh, it's amazing. What are your, what are kind of like the main offerings today? I know you've got a lot of different things. What are the offerings that you have today in your business? Yeah. So the main things are our Biddy Tarot certification program. So that gives you the opportunity to get all the training, support, practice readings that you need to feel really confident about being a tarot reader and to be able to put yourself out there, um, potentially as a professional reader. So that certification, we have a number of different online courses that really teach like the technicalities of tarot. Um, we're about to launch a new program, which I'm super excited about, which is intuitive manifesting. And wow. why I love this is because it's manifesting but like plus plus amplified because I know from my own experience by manifesting using my intuition and my tarot cards just amplifies that whole experience even more so I finally put all of that into a course and we're about to release that soon to our community um but other things we have are our tarot deck let me just see if I can we self-published a tarot deck um, there's another one called Everyday Tarot that I did through Running Press and that's sold over 400,000 copies. Um, I've got books, multiple books and gosh, I don't know, there's more membership, <laughs> masterclasses, you name it. it uh, it's amazing what you have created, Bridget. Um, what, what do you think? Because there's so many businesses that kind of don't continue for so long that perhaps something happens, maybe the the owner loses the passion or the business runs out of money or, or many different things that can happen. Uh, my first question is what role has responding to and adapting to your customers and their needs and wants over time played in your business? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question because I think the standard response would be, oh, you know, always be listening to your customers and changing and adapting. But I actually think we do a bit of the opposite to that. We stay pretty consistent in what we have to offer. And we know that we always have new people coming through. They come through our um, programs. We know that they're going to be with us for years because what we have to teach is so comprehensive and so like life transforming. Um, and so, yeah, that's been an interesting one because because I've, 
I've often had that temptation to like go, oh, let's just change everything. Let's suddenly do this. Oh, maybe I'll go and learn that and I'll do that. Um, but really it is actually about staying steady and on the course and keeping, you know, our certification program as our real signature program and keeping true to our um, kind of ecosystem or the Biddy sphere is um, all about Tauru, you know. So we're always... Uh, connecting and listening to our customers. And I think that's probably what has led to such a full product suite. Um, and I think we're at a point now where it feels like we are supporting people along that full journey now. I suppose the other things that we're looking at um, that we'll start to implement next year are things like mentors and more like hands-on support for our students that doesn't rely just on me so we can scale it and grow it. Um, and, that you know, there's always other ideas that are in the pipeline. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you see perhaps that maybe other businesses that were around when you started out and maybe they, they're no longer running or, or they have changed direction or perhaps haven't had the, um, the success that you've created with your business, any common pitfalls or challenges that you see them running into that you've been really wary of yourself even? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I could probably, we could probably do a multi-part episode (laughs) (laughs) on all of these, but uh, let me just share what's coming to mind straight away. Um, I think number one, I've worn all hats of the business. I've learned a lot about how to do everything. Like when I started my website, I researched how to write HTML code. Like I was hand coding the website. And so when it came to doing things like WordPress setup and so on, I knew what the code was, but I didn't have to actually do it myself. I could then start hiring people, but at least I had the knowledge of all of the different parts of my business. Um, it's been those times when I've gone like, oh, I can't figure this out. I don't have time. I don't have energy. Well, let's just get an agency or someone in a consultant to come and help us. And then we quickly realize either we've wasted a whole heap of money or we go, actually, that's not the right fit. And then we know we've got to figure this stuff out ourselves really. So I think, um, you know, that's see, what is it? Chief executor, executive of Everything. everything officer yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, so I, I really do believe in that um, because I think that pays off in the long run. That said, team is incredibly important as well. You can't do everything always forever. Um, and team was absolutely the biggest driver for me to be able to grow and scale the business. And if I didn't learn how to delegate, how to trust, how to surrender and let go, um, even of the things that really mattered to me, um, I, I would still be gripping onto all of these things and there's no way I could possibly do it all on my own. Um, another thing I think is like resilience and this like personal connection. Um, on one level, like this is the biggest personal growth program you'll ever do starting mm. a business. <laughs> you'll learn so much about yourself and everyone else around you and they'll learn a lot about you and you make a whole lot of mistakes that you get to learn from and all of the things. Um, but equally, you know, there have been times in my journey where I've had, you know, burnout. I've had to make some really hard decisions, um, you know, and I've been really challenged on multiple levels. All of that has been kind of counteracted by the connection that I have with myself, my inner voice, my own intuition. If I didn't have that, I feel like I would just get lost in kind of this massive ocean of different external factors and um, difficulties and so on. But that connection to self and being really clear about what do I stand for? What are my values? 
Um, what do I really believe to be true? Um, what's my destiny in all of this? Because that's the stuff that actually just keeps me going and helps me to see through those really hard times and go, okay, no, this is all about the learning. I'm learning something. <laughs> you know? um, so yeah, if I was to kind of bottle that up, I think it is like learning pretty much every part of your business and having some level of responsibility for that at some point in time, then learning how to delegate, building resilience and keeping really in check with who you really are um, and that sort of soul connection to your business. Do you have any examples perhaps of any times that things haven't worked out or you've you've gone off track and had to come back to things? What are some of the the lessons or learnings that you've had over the years? Yeah, I think um, post-pandemic was a really interesting time. So um, when the COVID first started, we were kind of in a bit of a panic going, oh my goodness, this is going to cut our business by half. Um, we were told to expect the absolute worst. Um, within a few weeks, we were launching our biggest program and we were getting the biggest results we'd ever had. <laughs> and so we we're like, oh, okay, this is something different. Um, and so, you know, things took a really positive direction from there. The, the business grew. And at that time I thought, oh, great, we're growing. Like this is part of growing. So I hired more people. Um, I brought more experts onto the team. I thought, you know what? Yeah, let's bring in people that really get marketing so that I can feel comfortable handing this stuff over. And that we continue to grow as a company and, you know, there's got to be people out there that know like so much more than I do. So let's bring in the best of the brains and start making that happening. But I realized probably within a few months that actually the impact of that is one, financial. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that shortly. But two, just like now you've got all of these different opinions and different ideas. And I do love innovation and ideas, but it also slows that whole system down. So now when you've got four or five people all having different points of view, now you have to work through discussing it, figuring out who's got the right point of view, what's going to work. Like, and then you're going to this overanalyzing <laughs> everything, right? And it's not fun anymore. Um, and then you've got people to manage and, you know, so on. We ended up with 30 people on the team at this point. Um, and then what happened? Pandemic starts slowing down. Things start to normalize. Um, I think what we experienced was a little growth bump, but it was not necessarily this is your ongoing trajectory. Um, and so I realized that, you know, if we kept operating this way in a few months, I was going to run out of cash in the business and then I couldn't operate. And so I had to make a really tough decision pretty much immediately to reduce the size of our team. Um, and uh, it was hard, but my team took it with a whole lot of grace. So respect and appreciate them. Um, and it was probably the best decision ever because, it, again, it brought us back down into a team of about 15, uh, helped us to really refocus and just get really clear about who we are and kind of strengthen that connection again. Um, and so I think we're in a, a much better flow again, as a result of that. But man, that was hard. It was just hard because you feel like a bit of a doofus, right? You know, you're the entrepreneur, the your business owner going, oh, we're growing. Yes. And you're bringing all the, all the people and you think you're doing all of the right things until you realize like, oh, actually, no, I've misread this. I've misunderstood what it really is. And then we had to kind of pivot from there. Yeah. To save the, the cash flow, you're like, well, this isn't sustainable moving forward. Like we really have to make some changes here to, to make sure we're okay and still around. Yeah. And I, I really realized that like, I was going to fight for this because I had, 
you know, it was 20 years that I had created this brand of Biddy Taro and I was like, wow, I could actually lose this in a couple of months. Like that's where I'm at right now. So I was like, all right, Bridget, get those big girl pants on because you got to make some tough decisions here. You've no, got like, Yeah. And um, yeah, it just ended up being the right thing. It taught me so much about like financial management. You know, we kind of touched on when like a business might run out of money and what, like, how does that happen? Well, I've learned a lot about things like having a really strong cash reserve now in the business that will last us multiple months. Um, we're just more financially responsible. I've always been good with numbers, but that just got me to go to another level to really stay yeah. on top of finances. And I think that is our responsibility as business owners to be on top of our finances because we like we need to pay our team, our suppliers and so on. It might feel a bit boring having a look at those numbers every month, but it is part of our responsibility mm. and our accountability. What, um, like along with having a really close eye on the finances, what are some of your just tried and tested strategies that you always come back to or always work. They're the thing, the fundamentals that are just non-negotiables for you and your business. And I know that there's so many things and so many platforms and so many uh, tactics that we could look at deploying. What for you over the years have been really the fundamentals when it comes to sustaining your business and continuing to attract new people that are interested in this whole amazing world of tarot? Well, I could kind of like reel off a whole bunch of, yeah, strategies. Like we love our quizzes. We love webinars. We love challenges. Um, email marketing is huge, all of that good stuff. But when I really just was thinking about it then, you know, one of the biggest things is tarot cards. So that is consistent whenever we are making decisions, we're trying to understand, you know, what a particular situation is about, we will pull out our tarot cards. Um, and we use that not to make the decision for us. Like it's always like your own decision, but it definitely supports and helps with seeing like, okay, well, what else have I not seen here yet? What else is at play? Um, and where are things heading if I keep doing these types of things? So tarot cards have been actually really essential. And I think, you know, a spin-off of that is using our intuition in the way that we make decisions in the business. It's always balanced by data and reasoning and strategy, but I think our brains are wired so well to look for things like data and logic and reason. Um, and so we're counterbalancing that with uh, intuition and going, hey, what it, like, what do we really feel like about this particular project? Is this energizing or does it actually feel kind of depleting? Um, you know, this, there's things that we're looking at right now where we're like, I've got no idea if this is going to work. This sounds so freaking exciting. Let's do it. You know, so we're just really trusting that whole energy around things. So, uh, you know, strategies, tactics all kind of come and go. Um, and, you know, some stay for good because they work. Uh, but ultimately for us, particularly, it is about really trusting intuition, using the cards um, and just staying consistent in that practice and really showing up again as our fullest, most authentic selves, because that's actually where the answer is. Um, in fact, I made a decision at the start of this year that I was done with hiring like, you know, external consultants to come and give us the magic formula for success or, you know, the, the answers to everything. Because I realized that when we've done that in the past, we end up sort of doubting ourselves and second guessing what we've created. But when we 
learn to trust ourselves again. That's that's like the oh magic and the strength, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. And it's tricky, hey, with seeking external answers and the trust going into other people versus, hang on a minute, let's bring it back to ourselves. Yes. And that trust and intuition and using your tarot and and listening to yourself and tuning into yourself is really what got has got you to where you are with this business now. And yeah, how amazing to recognize and honor that in yourself to say, actually, let me make sure that I'm really intentionally tuning into myself and our own ideas and direction and what feels good to keep this yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that's why this year um, we've invested instead of in, you know, consultants and so on, um, we're working with an energy coach, Kerry Rowett. She's amazing. She, um, uh, I interviewed her last week, so oh, her episode good. will be coming out around this one, which will be perfect timing. <laughs> yes, Kerry's amazing and she's helped to connect me, um, my COO, my team, just to our real authentic selves. Um and, you know, we've done other things too as a team that have just, again, just deepened that soul connection because I would rather um, empower my team to learn how to trust themselves than always having to be like looking at what's the next best thing, like what what am I not doing? Because, you know, you're constantly then thinking of the gap, the things that I'm not doing, the things that I'm not capable of. I've got to look outside of myself now to find those things, right? But what if we could just bring that energy back and go, hey, actually, I do trust myself. I do know what's best. Um, and I'm going to go with that flow. Like um, that's ultimately what tarot is for as well, right? Because it's all about bringing in our own, like reclaiming our power again, listening to ourselves, trusting ourselves again, knowing we've got all of the answers that we need that will effectively lead us forward in the most aligned, you know, soul aligned way. What a, I guess you've got your strategies that you use at that. Um, any, any advice for anyone listening that's like, I'm really don't feel connected to that, or I can see that I've lost some confidence or trust in myself. I've really, um, kind of uh given that um that decision making power over to other people outside of my business what's some advice you might have for them or some suggestions in terms of bringing it back to themselves well i'm i am biased tarot <laughs> actually does help because mm. it is this beautiful like um symbolic imagery like visual representation that reflects back to you what you already are experiencing yeah um, and you don't have to be like super talented to read tarot mm. and can look it up online whatever um but there are some another technique that i just would really recommend super simple basic um and it works this is something that i do quite frequently i just take myself down to the beach or you know wherever you can go into nature I take a notepad um, and a pen and I will literally just sit there I'll just set up a nice little mat I'm there for at least an hour um, I just kind of tune into nature just listen feel just you know like it's just this full sensory experience first connecting in with the land and then I'm just asking my higher self, like, okay, what's on your mind? You know, what's kind of what's going through right now? And maybe I'll start to think of a project and, you know, critical mind will go, oh, and this part's really hard and I don't know what to do about this. And then you go, all right, thank you. And then, all right, higher self, what do you reckon about this? And we just you start to just float some ideas. Um, and even to have those moments, like you can start writing things down, you can journal, or you could just sit in the moments of silence as well, because the silence is actually 
that dropping in state. It's instead of playing all of that monkey mind and the voices that go through our head, it's now about going, okay, I got to you. Thank you. I hear you. Now I'm going to drop in. And what lies beneath all of that? What am I really wanting to say? What really needs to be heard in this space? Um, and for me, like the ocean is just beautiful too, because I find that the energy of the water almost like holds everything. All of your worries and your concerns are being held by mama ocean and the waves are just like processing that all for you. So this beautiful energetic exchange is happening at the same time. Um, and so you don't necessarily have to have solved all of your problems when you leave the beach or this place of nature, but know that something in this whole like DNA and your whole sort of cellular framework has shifted and has changed such that next time when you are not sure about what to do or what decision to make, maybe it comes to you just like that little bit easier, um, just in those silent moments, in those in that time of, that you can just listen, listen to yourself and your inner guidance. So it really doesn't have to be um, complicated. Um, and it's just, again, about silencing and listening. That's really all it is. So good, Bridget. <laughs> I have loved chatting with you and hearing your calm and encouraging wisdom from many years of doing this and building your business. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you wanted to share before we wrap up? I would just encourage like anyone, anyone with a business who knows that there's like, there's definitely a little part of yourself in that business, something like the tarot cards. Again, even if you don't really know what you're doing, just get some, just start playing with them. All you need to do is like sit upon, like just reflect on where you are for the day shuffle the cards, pull a card. Um, here's what I pulled actually for our call today. Oh, and it's funny. You? I think oh. this card is very you, Emily. Oh my gosh. Tell me. <laughs> and it's the <laughs> queen of cups. Oh, okay. Oh, the queen of cups. Can you tell me more about it? Yes. So, oh my gosh. um, this card in particular is very much about like, uh, flowing with the emotions and kind of being in the flow in a very feminine state, very motherly, caring, nurturing. This is what I know of you, Emily. It's definitely a match for um, the <laughs> Queen of Cups. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like if this was your card for the day, you might just look at it and go, huh, interesting. Well, how could I go with the flow a little bit more today? Or, you know, how can I connect in with my emotions and my feelings today? And we're just using it as this reflection um, just to go, oh, there's something interesting for me to ponder on. The next day it might be like, oh, not that card. No, okay. The three of swords, which shows a heart pierced with three swords, which typically relates to heartbreak. And, you know, maybe that's an invitation okay. to go, okay, well, where have I been hurt before? Where have I allowed myself to feel pain and what's been the result of that? So it's just like these journaling prompts that you can integrate into your business and to clear some of any you know, limiting beliefs or challenges or blockages that might be getting in the way of your business. Yeah, I can see how powerful um, having those prompts to then bring fit, bring things forward that are inside you, mm. maybe buried a little bit further back would be um, so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the mirror to your soul, the tarot cards. Um, and it does, it just really reflects into your subconscious mind, into your intuitive mind. Um, and that, you know, what, what it allows is all of these subconscious thoughts and feelings that are happening, they're happening whether you're thinking them or you're not, you can now start to bring them into conscious awareness. So when something's in conscious awareness, you can take action, you can do something with it. But if they're not in conscious awareness, you can't really do it. It affects you, but you can't do anything with it. So again, that's 
that's the beauty of the tower. It's bringing this into conscious awareness where you can start to take action and start to manifest your goals, your dreams and so on in the way that you want to kind of shape shift and move things. Okay, I'm just going to go order myself some of your cards. <laughs> I should be able to find them just by Googling tarot, but where where can everyone go to find you and connect with you and your business, Bridget? What, what are the best places? Yeah, so we're over at biddytarot.com um, and you can find our tarot deck at biddytarot.com forward slash deck. Um, and on all the social media handles, uh, it's biddytarot as well. So we're most active on Instagram. Um, and yeah, we've got so many like free resources. We've got video tutorials. We're on YouTube. Like just come watch, like learn a little bit. Mm. If you get a tarot deck, and you don't know what it means. Look up the tarot card meanings and you have so much like of information that will get you going at least to start experiencing what tarot is and what it can bring into your life as well. So good. I'm going to go uh, look up a little bit more about the Queen of Cups. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, Bridget, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your time. And I'm looking forward to chatting again soon. Awesome. Thank you, Emily. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Emily Osmond Show. I would so appreciate it if you could leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Simply scroll down past all the episodes to where you find ratings and reviews. Tap write a review and be sure to include your name or business name so I can give you a shout out too. You'll find my latest resources at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. And remember, until next time, connection over perfection. You have got this and we'll speak soon.